Welcome to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa. I'm your host Corey Bradley, and today on this student athlete interview presented by Greg Wakefield with Edward Jones, I'm joined by a professional wakeboarder here in Dothan, Alabama. She was the Pan American Games silver medalist in Lima, Peru, in 2019. The Moxie Pro Series fan favorite, and most recently, she became the Pro Women's Wakeboard Champion during the 2021 Masters Water Ski and Wakeboard Tournament. Only 18 years old, but as humble as they come. Here with me in the sweet spot today is Mary Morgan Howell. Mary Morgan, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, Corey. <laughs> so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on the sweet spot. You know, I'm excited to have you on. I know we've been trying to touch base and connect for quite some time, so I'm glad we could finally, you know, make this happen for sure. Yes, me too. I've been listening for so long, <laughs> and so it's so fun to be able to sit across from you and have a <laughs> chat. We always just chat briefly, so yeah. to get to have a little chat is so fun. So whenever I have a student athlete on the show, I always tell them the reason behind the sweet spot. When I played baseball, there was no better feeling than hitting the ball on the sweet spot of the bat. For you as a wakeboarder, when you're on the water, like what's your sweet spot moment? Something that just gives you chills, that just brings a smile to your face. Mm. So, of course, in wakeboarding, there's many cool tricks, yeah. fun things to do. But I tell you what, the most fun thing and the thing that gives me that sweet spot feeling is when it's just absolute glass water out. The sun's shining, it's early in the morning, and the boat turns around, and I just stick my hand in that glass water, and yeah. I just feel it going through my fingers, and that's probably <laughs> the best feeling. That's the sweet spot feeling, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we dive deeper into your wakeboarding experience and career, were there other sports before you became interested in wakeboarding? Yeah, so, actually, I grew up dancing. Okay. Um, I danced from... The time I was three years old until I guess I was 12 um, and I feel like that laid a solid foundation for me I would say I didn't love it like I love wakeboarding I don't actually remember the first time I ever got up wakeboarding yeah. but wakeboarding was just kind of always a part of my life and something that I really really enjoyed um, so when I decided to pursue it more seriously I had to stop dancing just so I could focus just on wakeboarding now where did you this interest of becoming a wakeboarder how did it originate where did it come from how did it begin yeah so my dad yeah. we, well we have many generations of howls at compass lake really okay. so my granddad grew up on compass lake and then he obviously brought my dad to compass lake and then my dad naturally brought us to compass lake so we had a family lake house so then when i was six years old my dad um got us our own little lake spot at compass lake which was 100 percent the biggest blessing to our family um, but we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> so he just grew up on the water skiing and doing many things like that. And when I was six kind of was when wakeboarding was becoming really popular. Yeah. So he decided to put me on a wakeboard and like I said, don't remember it at all, but, um, but I just always, I don't remember life without it. So that's kind of how I first got into it. Okay. Now in your amateur career, in 2015, you were the WWA national champion. You finished second in Worlds. 2016, you were national champion, and then you were world champion that year as well. Mm -hmm. Then 2017, you were the junior women's national champion, mm -hmm. and you finished second in Worlds. Going from being an amateur to the professional level, what challenges did you face? It was very interesting. Like, my whole entire um, weightboard career, I feel like, has it's definitely been – 
Um, this is this was not you know this was not my doing. This is really my dad's doing. But ever since I was little, I started off doing INT tournaments. Internet like there was like mm-hmm. a little little league wakeboarding tournaments. Um, I started doing that when I was eight years old. So I did that from eight to ten. Um, and then my dad encouraged me to start doing WWA competitions, which is the world wakeboard association. So obviously, you know, just a bigger field. So back to when I was doing the INT tournaments, I was always competing against the boys. He, my dad encouraged me to compete against the boys because there wasn't many girls doing it. And he just thought that it would push me. So I remember being on the way to my first WWA competition when I was 10 and him saying to me, Mary Morgan, you're going to get to compete against girls at this competition. And I was like, what? (laughs) So going, you know, going there, um, I was really, really pushed because I saw girls that were my age doing the tricks that I was doing and even doing better ones. So that was really, really a push. But he always, he never let me stay in a division too long. Mm-hmm. He was always, you know, we were always like, okay, you're, you're getting, you're getting good. Let's go ahead and move you up. Um, because he always, you know, he saw the value in like having, you know, people that you're looking up to being better than you. It really, really pushed me. So when I was in junior pro, um, we both kind of felt the urge like, okay, maybe it's time to go pro, even though it wouldn't be easy, yeah. an easy transition. Um, we, we made that decision to go pro and, um, the first three years of me being in pro, I never even podiumed really? at all, wow. which I, this is going to sound kind of arrogant, no. but I always would, I would normally podium like yeah. in the amateur stuff, like I normally would hit the podium. So you know, not podiuming, if you could say that, (laughs) honestly was probably, um, it was really just a gift. I feel like God gave me those three years. I really just started focusing on how much I really truly do love the sport, not for the achievements that I get in it, but I really, really do love it. Um, and then, you know, at the tournaments, like sometimes I would do my very, very best, but I just wouldn't place, you know, and people would say, Things like, oh, like, you know, you almost were there. And I was thinking to myself, well, I did my best. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I was happy with it. Like, that was the best that I could do. Okay. You know, and so then I would start to get, like, second place and third place. And people would say, oh, you're so close. You're so close. And, you know, I was really never trying to hit uh, number one. I was just going out there trying to do my very best. So when people were saying, oh, you were so close, it kind of, it was, you know, it, it's a little discouraging sometimes because I'm, you know, my dad and I, my coach are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. stoked on it. Yeah. So it's really interesting. So now I can imagine, you know, being a professional, some of the sacrifices you've had to make over the years. Uh, talk about some of the things that you had to push to decide to pursue your career. Yes, there's, of course, many, many sacrifices. <laughs> um, but it's when you when you love something and you feel led by God. I think that's the main thing for me. I do love wakeboarding, yeah. but I also feel like so led to be doing it. I feel so, um, it's, it's like, I'm not operating in my own strength. Like I know that I would not be able to do the things I do without the Lord's help for yeah. sure. Um, and so I, I guess, you know, uh, you sacrifice, like you said, many things. Um, one being your sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you, you have to sacrifice. I mean, you got to get up early to get the good water. So, yeah. you know, what, what's early? 
Early is getting up at 4.45. Okay. Every single day. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe that's not really for you, Corey. I know you're a hard worker hey, as well. Hey, I'm a night so, owl, so I okay. probably just went to bed at 4. <laughs> not, not for real. I probably go to bed around 2 o'clock every night. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not an early bird at yeah. all whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, you know, you have to get up early in the yeah. morning to get the water. But then you also do have to go to bed early. So, you know, you sacrifice some time with family mm -hmm. sometimes and so you sacrifice your friend time yeah you sacrifice um you know it's it's like you know we'll be watching a movie on the couch and i'm like well i have to go to bed like i have to go to bed or i'm not gonna be able to get up to train in the morning um or i think the one of the main things also that comes to mind is just you know you sacrifice your high like the regular high school life yeah. so i was um homeschooled when i was in sixth grade i started being homeschooled um, and I personally loved it, but okay. it was hard because, you know, I, I did, I haven't grown up with like many, you know, close friendships outside of weightboarding and church. So just not having that normal experience, sometimes mm -hmm. I have to check myself yeah. because sometimes I can fall into being like, you know, poor pitiful me when in reality, I mean, I'm so grateful for what I do have. And I think it provided me the opportunity to grow super, super close to my family and super, super close to the Lord at the same time. So I'm thankful for it nonetheless. So sacrifices are worth it, everybody. <laughs> what are some of the best perks that you've experienced by becoming a professional? Oh, some perks. Um, I think more opportunity yeah. has been really, really cool. Um, and just like, just being able to be around, um, the so growing up, I would watch the professional women wakeboarding, and I would just never in a million, I could never would dream that I would be one day doing what they were doing. Yeah, and I just really looked up to them. So I think being able to like, you know, be with them a lot more, and the experience that comes with you know the the notoriety that you get and just like the trips that you get to go on, and then yeah. the trips you know you get to meet these really really awesome people. And the cool thing about that is, to me, is it's like these people are so different than me. They're from different parts of the world, different parts of the country even. You know, maybe it's not even the world, but just different parts of the country. And they have different, you know, growing up lives and different backgrounds. And you just really, it broadens your eyes to see, like, man, like this world is so much bigger than just Oath and Alabama. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really cool. Now, you spoke on some of the trips. I know mm -hmm. you've had a chance to tour all over the world. You've been in mexico australia canada mm -hmm. peru portugal japan which was your number one favorite yes now we know japan's your number one favorite what was your least favorite oh that is a great <laughs> question Corey. least favorite oh my gosh um honestly can't answer that Corey. okay i'm so sorry because that's every fair. that's fair every spot has it's been so cool i think i really really appreciate going like getting out of i love traveling um i sometimes feel like when i am just like here in my routine i can be just way too struck well not way too it's a good thing i guess but just very structured and i don't like getting out of my routine so i'm just very routine person me too i'm the same way yeah, yeah so like when i go on um the trips for weightboarding, I feel like it just shakes me out of my comfort zone and i really really enjoy the feeling of just like opportunity yeah. and not feeling like I have to do a certain thing. It's just like, Oh, 
let's figure out what we're going to eat. Let's figure out, you know, where we're going to go, what time we're going to get there. We'll just figure it out together. And then, of course, seeing all the beautiful sights. And just, I remember, like, going to Portugal when I was, like, 14. That was my first time out of the country. And just seeing the most beautiful place, like, just the most beautiful water and the most beautiful mountains and just being, like, I mean, my goodness, like, just in awe of God and his creation. That really is the coolest part to me, just thinking, like, oh, my gosh, God created all this stuff. And, you know, this is, like, it's just so cool. So I love admiring everything that I get to see, so. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like Big Green Eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Our phone, 334-671-POOL. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. So I'm joined by Mary Morgan Howell, professional wakeboarder here in Dothan, Alabama, and new pro women's wakeboard champion here on this student-athlete interview presented by Greg Wakefield with Edward Jones. Now, Mary Morgan, speak on your training regimen. I know your mentor, your coach, Andrew Atkinson, he was two-time WWA uh, champion. Uh, he was three gold, three gold medals, three one bronze as well. Speak on your relationship with him and how close you guys have been and how he's helped you in your career. Yeah, so Andrew started coaching me when I was, I believe I was 10 years old. So he's been with us for a long time, almost nine years now. Um, And actually, funny story, if we have a second. Oh, yeah, we have plenty of time for sure. Um, So my dad knew that my writing was getting to a point where he could not coach me anymore. So he knew that he needed to find someone to help. 
So he saw that Andrew was from around our area, and yeah. so he tried to find Andrew's phone number, ended up stumbling on his dad's phone number, okay. Andrew's dad's phone number. <laughs> Called Andrew's dad, and his and he said, you know, Andrew's, like, on tour right now, so he's not available, but I'll definitely tell him to call you. And so my dad just tells me that he just thought, okay, well, that was it. You know, he's not going to call us, of yeah, course. Yeah. And this really speaks to Andrew's character. So about two weeks later, whenever the tour ended he called my dad up and that's when we started training together and it just it was really cool for him to be this you know huge professional weightboarder and like to just be willing to coach just a little tiny little girl like me who didn't know what she was doing yeah. it was just very very cool and he he's been the most awesome coach to me everything you know that every um you know, every part of my training, I have to give him the credit for 100%. Um, he's just the best role model, you know, on and off the water. I think his riding is the prettiest riding I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So to be able to watch him, you know, is, is really, really cool. So I think it's a big, like, whoever's coaching you, you know, I want them to be practicing what they preach. And he does just that. So that's that's really, really cool about him. Um, but as far as my training regimen... Um, we do lots of things for whiteboarding. So on the water, we normally spend about, I would say two hours a day actually wakeboarding. Um, and then try to get in 30 minutes to an hour in of trampoline training. And this okay. consists of, you know, going through tricks that we either have or want to do on the water. It's good to get that air awareness before, you know, that's pretty neat. Yeah, water. Yeah. And then of course, um, you know, strength training is a very, very big part. Like, with preventing injury and just giving you the strength to do the tricks that you need to do. Um, so that's a huge part of it. And um, I think something that I started to really focus on in the last couple years is the mental side of things. Um, so there's many things that go into that. You know, what you eat, you know, how much sleep you're getting, um, you know, how you're starting your days, ending your days. Um, of course, recovery. Um, so there's lots of things to go into it um that go into it but it's worth it nonetheless so I think that mental aspect is so important that's something that's probably also lost uh amongst many student athletes mm -hmm. as, as far as they go about their daily lives and how they approach getting better I think people miss the mental side of things because we look at getting faster getting stronger uh being more durable and having the endurance during any competition. I think right. the, men, the men, mental aspect of things definitely is something, I think that's where it begins. Like you said, every single day, your mental approach, how you attack that day, that's really what leads to your everyday growth in that particular sport. I totally agree with you. I, I, think, I think for me that really changed the trajectory of my career, I would say, because a couple years ago it was just kind of getting to the point where – um, I just was kind of a little stagnant, and that's 100% normal, I think, in any sport. Yeah, definitely. Hills, hills and valleys, for sure. But um, when I started focusing more on the mental side of things, it definitely helped progress my wakeboarding and just make me a healthy person, healthier person in general. Yeah. In general, so. Now, to perform at a high level, and you kind of touched on this in your previous answer, to perform at a high level, what you put in your body is so vital to your success. That's right. Speaking of your diet, like what what kind of nutritional habits do you have? Yes, so I love nutrition. Yeah. I love cooking. I love 
eating, of course. Um, I think a big thing, and I guess it depends really on who you are and what you're doing, but a big thing for me um, that I've had to learn is just like how to make sure I'm eating enough food to fuel what I'm doing. Um, and of course, the quality of the food that you're eating is extremely, extremely important, but also the quantity. So focusing on the quality and the quantity has been huge for me. Um, like I said before, I'm a very structured person. Yeah. So I literally pretty much eat the same thing every yeah, single yeah, day and yeah. don't really get tired of it. Um, and so I would say my main thing with food is just, um, I think just knowing like what is in your food, just knowing like what exactly you are eating. Yeah. So I normally try to have at least four meals a day, um, making sure I have a good source of protein, a good source of fat and a good source of carbs within there. And then the biggest thing for me that has actually really helped my training and my recovery is making sure that I drink a protein shake straight or if I can get to a quick protein source, I will, but normally I can't right after I ride. So drinking a protein shake right after I ride just to like refuel the muscles because we have lots of bad falls and just lots of strain put on my, put on your body like when you're out there riding. So drinking a protein shake right after to like get that recovery into your muscles um, as well as right before bed, having like a good source of protein. So what normally what I'll do is like blend protein powder and bananas and make like an ice cream. Okay. So it makes me like, cause the next day, see, it's all, it's all connected. Corey, yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> the next day I have to ride really, really early in the morning. So I can't eat a whole lot. Yeah. So I need to kind of like be semi full from the night before. Mm -hmm. So to have that right before you go to bed is like very good. And it gives your body something to like munch on as you're asleep and kind of like refill your muscles. So we can That's, talk about that for about five hours, but hey, no, I'm okay. with you. Like I, I play basketball like at least once a week, so I always eat a couple of bananas, a granola bar or two before I play. So I know exactly what you mean. Like having something that's going to fuel you energy wise, uh, that supports you when you are doing this strenuous activity. You know, because if you eat the wrong thing, then you're going to feel that feel effect it. out there and whatever you're doing. So, yeah, I've totally. learned that's, like you talked about, being very, very particular in what you eat mm -hmm. and structured. Mm -hmm. We play on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday morning I'm eating a couple bananas, two granola bars, and that's it, you know, maybe some water. Yes. And I feel, you know, energized. I feel like I'm at my best, at my peak when I'm on the court, when I, you know, partake in those two uh, eating groups, whatever. But uh but yeah, and banana and granola bar, that's where that's where it starts with me whenever definitely. I get ready to compete. I think that, if I can say this real quick, so yeah, yeah. I think that something that the Lord's been working on me lately, well, really pretty much all my life, but it is like the structure. The structure is a good thing. It's yeah. gotten me to like where I am today for sure, but anything can become, a, any good thing can become a bad thing. So I tend to take that, I think sometimes to the next level. So I think it's been a blessing for me to have to go places like Japan and yeah. stuff like that and be like. Oh. And eat ramen. I'm, I know ramen yeah. was your thing. Yes. But, <laughs> but normally ramen would not be on the menu yeah. before I compete, Corey. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's all you have. You know, yeah. we don't have any, we don't have any like basic food here. Like it's just all craziness. So I think, you know, even though those things have been a little bit hard and challenging for me physically and mentally, it helps in like lots of areas of life to just realize that sometimes you're not going to be able to have that structure. Sometimes your plans are not going to work out. Yeah. And, you know, so just had to say that because it's so funny. Now, I know you have several of these, but what's been your most proud accomplishment thus far in your career? Ooh. Well, 
That's probably hard. You, you have so many. Look, well, I will share her list of accomplishments whenever I post a show on Facebook and Instagram, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Like, Mary Morgan has accomplished so much, and she's only 18 years old, but I, I didn't know if maybe you had one that stood out above the rest at this point. Yeah, I think – Um. so this latest Masters win mm-hmm. was really, really special. Um. And the reason that it was so special to me, I think, was before before this point, um, I feel like God had really been dealing with me over the past year, um, just kind of finding my why and, wh- like, why am I even whiteboarding? Like, wh- why exactly am I doing this? What are my intentions with what I'm doing? Somebody asked me that question, and I felt like I couldn't quite answer it the way that I knew that he would want me to in yeah. the way that like I wanted to answer that question. I just couldn't really answer it. Um, so that kind of became my mission over the last year, just like to figure out why am I really doing this? Um, and it's not to win like that. That win felt so good, but I think staying on top of the podium, I wasn't really focused on the fact that I won. I was focused on the fact that I knew why I was doing this. Yeah. And the wind didn't really even feel that good. You know, it was like, I can stand on top of this podium right now and feel so just grateful, but it's not because I necessarily won. Of course, that feels good. (laughs) Always. Of course. But I was more focused on the fact that like, oh my goodness, like I I feel like I have, it's going to be a constant Thing of me, you know, having to go back to this, but I felt like I had my head screwed on straight in that moment, and it felt really, really good because for the past year, I kind of felt a little bit like, "Whoa, what am I doing here?" Yeah. Um, and so I think the major thing for me, standing up on that podium, was like, you know, winning feels great, but you have you got to love what you're doing. You know, do you really love what you're doing? Because you know, the competitions are just such a small fraction of what we get to do. Um, and so do you really love what you're doing? And do you have a why? Like, why are you why are you doing it? Because it's got to be more than just, I want to win. Um, the wins will come when they come, but you have to know your purpose of, like, why am I doing this yeah. outside of just winning? I love it. I love it. You drop in some knowledge and a lot of wisdom here oh, for not just uh, – your peers and other student athletes to hear, but just even as adults, like things that we can take and apply to our daily lives. So I, I appreciate you uh, just being candid, you know, and just being straightforward in your relationship with God and just what you're learning on a daily basis as you continue your professional wakeboarding career. Mary Morgan Howell here on the sweet spot, joining me on this student athlete interview presented by Greg Wakefield with Edward Jones. Now, Mary Morgan, what goals are you striving towards next? Like, I know you've accomplished a lot so far, but what are you looking to accomplish next in your career? So I'll be completely honest with you. It's really funny for me in weightboarding. Like, I'm such a goal setter person. Like, I have always got to do list going. I've always, like, I know what I'm doing. Here's my goals. Um, but ever since I was young, I really feel like God has protected, almost protected me from from this. It's always just my, my goal has always just been to follow where he's leading me. Um, and I want to do my best and I want to train hard, but I just kind of let him lead me. I just, I feel like it's a very healthy spot to be in. Um, and just like, you know, of course I'm going to go to the tournaments and I'm going to do my best. And I, I just think every single day, just making sure that I'm just putting my time in, 
you know, just putting my time in and making sure I'm loving it still and just having a good time and um, focusing on the right things. Because for me, weightboarding, you know, I love weightboarding, but it's not more important than my family. And it's not more important than my relationship with the Lord. So just keeping things in perspective. So I'd say my goal is just to continue on that path. Um, I will be moving to Orlando slash Winter Park yeah, in the fall yeah, for college. Yeah. So that's going to present some new opportunities. So um, I guess my goal is just to, you know, I've built a solid, I feel like I've built a solid foundation and I just want to stick with that and make sure I just continue to pursue the, my relationships that I've built. And um, I know God will keep me on the right track. So. So you mentioned that God is leading you to Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida in the fall. You mentioned this school was your dream school as well. What What's appealing about Rollins College? So it's my dream school because it's the only place that I can see myself going. So I can't, I don't, you know, it's like, it's so funny. It was like when I thought about college, it was just like, okay, that's like the only, like I, I, that's the only place I would want to go. Yeah. And the main thing is, because I would be able to get my education while continuing to wakeboard and train like I need to. Orlando is like the wakeboarders hub. And so Winter Park is about 15 minutes from Orlando. Yeah. So, um, and it's just, it's a beautiful place too. It's just a gorgeous school. Um, and I'll be able to continue to train and continue to compete. You know, you got the Orlando airport right there. So it's super easy to travel in and out and a lot of my sponsors are based in Orlando okay. and we've got lots of photo shoots done in Orlando. So it's just a very convenient yeah. spot. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows if I get there and I feel like the Lord's like, no, then I'll leave. Yeah. But, yeah. um, and I think my family just, my family's behind it too. So just having everyone's support around me, like those that I really care about has been like key to it as well. So, so we were talking about you getting ready to move away from family be in Winter Park, Florida, as Mary Morgan looks back at her sister Palmer. McGowan, <laughs> we miss you. We wish you were here. Yeah, I love go, you. Go. Wish Sorry, you were go, here. Go. Uh, we'll, we'll dive a little deeper into Palmer and McGowan later. But as you're preparing for your freshman year, m with me, and I'm sure other people probably feel the same way, you're, you're only 18. You're going to be 19 December 15th. And people are like, how do you know that? Like, my birthday's December 8th. I'm, it's easy to remember in this case because uh, it's a week after mine. you remember everybody's birthday, That's what Corey. they say. You right? remember everybody's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> they tell me it's a gift. So, I, you know, I claim it as a yes. gift. But um, you're very you're very mature for your age, you know. And I think it's because how you – your demeanor, your your persona, the way you carry yourself, regardless of where you are, you just have a very mature presence about yourself. And I bet other people probably feel the same way. Where does this maturity level come from? Like, have you always had this? Is this something you've had to learn along the way as you pursue your professional career? Well, you're very sweet. Thank you for those <laughs> words, Corey. I really, really appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Um, well, honestly, I am feel like my whole life I've been mostly surrounded by adults yeah. and I've been surrounded by a lot of good adults like a lot of adults that have just been very very kind to me and that are very very kind to those around them in their life and very mature and very you know goal-oriented driven people um just in weightboarding and outside of weightboarding I just thank God for that every single day like I could not be more thankful for the community that I'm surrounded by I mean I, I definitely believe that your community shapes you yeah and I think it's very, very important to watch who you surround yourself with. Um, and so I think that has a lot to do with, you know, 
those kind words that you spoke. <laughs> um, but also, you know, just having to kind of grow up fast. Like when I was, um, you know, 12 years old, I was this, I was hitting this schedule. This is what I've been doing for years and years and years. So just having to be, you know, and ha- also like doing school by myself, you know, like all these things of just like having to rely um, on myself, which like I said, I don't, think I did it by myself I know the Lord was with me and he gave me the strength and the abilities to do it but you know having to rely on myself and um learn these lessons along the way and you know just getting I seek out like I I really really put value on other people like other people I feel like that's the main way that God speaks to us is through other people so like I really care about what people have to say so when someone takes gives me advice or when someone corrects me, I really, really take it to heart and really do the work on that. Um, also through listening to podcasts. I am probably listening to too many podcasts. Really? Um, yours is one of them. Well, I appreciate I it. Listen, I appreciate the support. I really yes, do. Thank you. I listen to many a day. Yeah. So many a day and, um, you know, just get, getting lots of good nuggets off of those. Yeah. So, yeah. That's important. I mean, anything, like we talked about the whole mental side of things, you know, physically what you eat. Mm. But what you listen to on a daily basis carries over into the decisions you make, you know, Uh, just every single day, regardless of what your occupation is, what your goals are. If you're not listening or watching the proper content, you know, it can either stagnate you or pull you back or it can actually help you grow in that specific area. So that's important as well. So podcasting is a. is definitely, you know, become its own thing. And I hope when I share my content that people are uplifted and feel, you know, more knowledgeable listening to different episodes. So uh, I appreciate the, I appreciate the love. Yeah, I definitely feel encouraged and uplifted and from your podcast. I yeah. know that many, many people do. So thank you for doing it. Um, but also just, I mean, like the that mental side of things like what i'm putting into my ears and my eyes has been a huge thing for me and everyone needs to listen to their own convictions but that was like a big 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 thing for me um like sometimes obviously like i'll feel the tug to like listen to something else or watch something else i know that i shouldn't be listening to and i have to you know rely on the holy spirit to give me that strength to not do those things because it's it is truly like if you feed yourself with the right stuff, like you will be amazed at like just your life will change. Like the amount of social media time you spend, like I don't yeah. let my spend myself part is going to laugh at this, but I try really, really hard to not let myself spend more than 15 minutes on that a day. And the 15 minutes I do spend is for work stuff. Like I will, you know, post something or comment on other people's stuff, like just for 15 minutes. Like that's all I get. I don't scroll. I don't do any of that because it's just, it's bad for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to only listen to music that makes me feel good. And that's not only Christian music, yeah. but it's music that, that I, I don't, I, you know, like yeah. everybody listen to that little voice inside of you. Like, you know, <laughs> when God's telling you not to do something. Yep. Um, and so I only listen to that kind of stuff. I only watch the shows on Netflix or the shows on whatever that make me feel good. If I don't feel good about it, I'm not going to listen, watch or whatever else you can do with that thing. So I think that's a very, very important. Yeah. Trusting your Holy spirit is, uh, you know, that's something I pray on every day mm-hmm. is, you know, God be my thoughts, be my words, be my actions. Mm-hmm. Help me to always be aware of your Holy spirit, mm-hmm. no matter where I go and what I'm doing. And then also pray to be obedient, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's one thing to hear it, 
but it's nothing to do it and be obedient to what God's leading you to do. Cause yep. I've, I've been on the wrong side of things where I didn't do those things and I've done, you know, the right thing and listened to the Holy spirit and saw what he did through my obedience as well. So, uh, you definitely nailed it on the head. And everything starts with that Holy Spirit. People always say it's that gut feeling or that tug. Like, that's the Holy Spirit. It's God trying to that's lead right. you to make a right decision or stay away from this. Don't that's do right. this. I wouldn't say this. You know, whatever it is, always be true to your Holy Spirit, regardless of what it may be, regardless of how you can reason and justify why it's okay to go against the Holy Spirit because right. it never is. Nope, it never, never is. Uh, my pastor from back home always said two things will happen when you don't be obedient to the Holy Spirit is that you'll waste time and you'll waste mm. money. So and true. and uh, and I've been on that side for sure. So uh, I think yeah, we all always have. listen to your Holy Spirit always. And nobody listening right now, no one think that you're not hearing from the Lord. Like if you have your ears, if you're trying to listen, like – Sometimes and most of the time, I don't think that I've ever heard an audible voice of God. I know that people have heard audible, and that's that's totally great and normal. But God uses His Word. He uses people. He uses pot. He uses this pot. He uses anything that He can to speak to you. So when you feel like you're getting that nudge from the Holy Spirit, like that's the Lord speaking to you. Like don't think, oh, that's just me being weird. No, that's that's God speaking yeah. to you. And I think a good way to like test it is like. Just ask, like, is this going to be good for me? Is this going to be good for the kingdom? Don't get caught up on, oh, is this me or is this God? Just ask, like, is it going to be good for the kingdom? Is it going to be good for me slash for God? Then go for it, you know? So that's what I think. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. 334-794-6333. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Finch of Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Finch of Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Our phone, 334-671-POOL. So I'm joined by Mary Morgan Howell professional wakeboarder, pro women's wakeboard champion on this student-athlete interview presented by Greg Wakefield with Edward Jones. Mary Morgan, uh, speak on the support from your parents first, your mom, Heather, your dad, John. I know you've kind of talked about your dad a little bit. We'll talk about Palmer McGowan a little bit later, but but your parents specifically. Talk about how important they've played uh, a role in your career and helping you get to where you are today. Oh, yeah. So it's been 
absolutely vital. I mean, people ask me like all the time, which is kind of surprising. They'll say like, how is it being in in an individual sport? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like I absolutely could not do it without my parents. Um, My dad, especially, you know, like he's literally devoted his life to me and my training. Um, I don't know how he's done it. I do not, I do not understand. I mean, he is, He's an orthodontist here in Death and Alabama. I'm going to get a little plug here. Wagrass Orthodontics, <laughs> go get your teeth straightened. Um, but he literally, I mean, his entire work schedule is based off of me getting my training in. So, of course, my coach, Andrew, you know, pulls me um, a couple days a week. But my dad really pulls me all the time. And, you know, he gets up crazy, crazy early for work. And he gets up crazy, crazy early for to pull me weightboarding. And I think especially when you're a dad, just like that emotional side of things, like he just cares so much. I truly think that he cares more than I do, which is so fun when things go great because it's like he's more excited than me. Yeah. You know, when I land a new trick or I hit a new pass, like he's even more excited than I am. But, you know, when things don't go well, he is never, ever, ever mad at me, but he's always like he takes on that responsibility, you know. He thinks it's something that he's done or he he just feels that um, ache deeply with me. And it's like he he's just as much a part of this as I am. So, yeah, it's just been absolutely vital. And I couldn't be more thankful to have been blessed with a dad like him. Like I I just oh, my goodness, I'm going to be so picky finding a spouse later on in life. I can't even imagine if you're listening right now, person, um, you've got some very tough standards to me so um yeah but just such a blessing to me so yeah what about your mom speak about your mom heather and, oh, and the yes. role she that she plays in your life i think it's so cool how like you god gives you your mom and your dad like my mom and my dad are absolutely polar opposites which is so so cool because they yeah. balance each other out yeah. so well you know my dad's like super intense get things done and i'm pretty much like him but my mom my goodness i'm so thankful for her because she just is the one that just calms us down and just lets us know that everything's okay. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. just very calm. And, like, she can just, she can calm me down whenever nothing is working to calm me down. Because yeah. I tend to get, you know, with the sport especially, just very, you know, stressed and thinking, like, it all depends on me. And thinking, oh, my gosh, like, if I don't do this right and don't do that right. And she can just speak life over me like nobody else. So just having her there to do that, obviously, is just so I'm so grateful for that because we, like we've talked about, the mental side of things is huge. So having her there, and then especially like at the competitions, you know, just being there, just her presence, I feel like it's it's just such a funny thing. It's just like her presence is calming to me. So weird. So it's it's a very cool thing. Yeah. But just her presence is calming, and we can have the best chats. We can just chat for hours, and that's like with my mom and my dad. Like they never waste a conversation. You know, every single conversation we have, um is just it's it's about it's about them giving me the the advice so as as i enter in this new season of life i feel so equipped because they've just taken every opportunity to speak life over me speak life into me and i will forever be going to them for advice they are the best advice givers ever so very thankful you know you spoke on your mom uh my mom's the same way oh my gosh like she will send a scripture or just Words of encouragement, whenever God puts it on our heart to share it, she does it. And it's always at the right time. It's always in season. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for my relationship with my mom and just everything that she's done, 
you know, for me as well over the years. Like, uh, I look forward to going home in July, spending some time with the family. What is July now? Dang. Yeah, I ain't thinking about it. It's July. Soon. So probably about two weeks and uh, going home and, you know, middle of the month, spend some time with the family, just relax. Awesome. And it's been about four and a half months. So it's oh time to go home. And you Where know, is home for you, Corey? Uh, Madison, Alabama. It's near Huntsville, North oh, Alabama. So nice. uh go four and a half hours. I drive at night. Don't have to worry about traffic because yes. I got to go through Montgomery and Birmingham. So uh, I just do have to watch out for police and deer. Those are of my course. two things I got to look of out course. for, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I look forward to spending a few days with and the family. And you have siblings? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I have a brother and a sister. And, uh, you know, my sister, I think she's going to Las Vegas. So I may miss. I may, I'll may. i see her a couple of days. Right. And then they'll be going on a trip. My brother will be there. But, you know, speaking of my siblings, we're going to talk about your siblings. Palmer sitting here with us. McGowan absence but we 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 still love you mcgowan wish you were here here. mcgowan and and palmer talk about their role and how they helped you and encourage you uh and as a professional wakeboarder like oh yeah what's it like at home are there a lot of competition between the house sisters first of all what an awesome lead-in we just did there i know right that was that was perfect yeah so good um so palmer and mcgowan well, let me just tell you. Um, <laughs> they are, like, my best friends ever. Yeah. I love them so much. We have just a blast together. We have a blast together. We literally have a blast together. Um, McGowan, so McGowan is 12, Palmer's 15, and I'm 18. So we're three years apart. Funny funny thing, I just have to say, it's always just cracks me up. My birthday's in December. Yeah. Palmer's is in January. McGowan's is in February. Wow. My parents are awesome. They just, they, <laughs> I don't know. They just did it. Um, and so they are 100% my biggest cheerleaders, um, which is very, very inspiring to me. Because cheering others on, um, I hate saying this out loud because it sounds nasty, but it's a very hard thing for me to do. For some reason, it's always been kind of hard and i have to continuously tell myself a win for someone else is not a loss for you yeah. a win for someone else is not a loss for you it's not your turn yet so just knowing that god has different plans for each and every person but they have been my biggest supporters my biggest cheerleaders and they were you know at the masters like when i'm in competition mode i can get a little nutty you know <laughs> i need things to go my way i need people to be on time and you know sometimes you think like having more people you know things wouldn't go your way you get you know people pull in different directions no like if i want to go here for dinner that's where we're gonna go yeah if i want to go to bed this time that's what we're doing they're they're quiet they don't mess with me like i'm just i'm very very thankful and we like I said before, too, we just have a really, really good time together. The whole quarantine, we got to spend about three months together, just our family of five at the lake. And it was just amazing. And I also would like to just tell everybody that um, Sunbum, you know, the sunscreen company, yeah, yeah. they make these ping pong paddles. And it's like water ping pong that you can, like, hit back and forth, you know. Well, that became our major quarantine activity. <laughs> Palmer, we, we would play for about three hours a day, huh? Every single day. Every single day. We'd play for about... Every for three hours. We would not get tired of it. No, we wouldn't. And let me tell you, there was a little fighting involved. There was some fighting. Oh, wow. there Every time. We would come back. We're never doing this again. Oh, well, we did. Let me just say, everybody, hear, hear this. We got a thousand hits back and forth. Palmer and I did. McGowan, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I know you're probably really mad that I just said that online because we didn't quite get that yet. So we're, we're, we're going to work on it. But a thousand hits back and forth. So That's we impressive. Just, we just have a good time together. So love them. <laughs> now, Mary Morgan, you're a role model, whether you realize it or not. I mean, somebody 
in your position with your status, you have a chance to reach so many people. And I know you said in your interview with Wakeboard Mag that you want to be a light for others. Mm. If you could share some words of encouragement, words of advice with some student athletes that are listening, maybe just people in general, what are some things that you would like to say? Yes, thank you for the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I do. I really do just – if I could just speak to anybody, I would just say that, like – you know, whether you're in a sport or not, um, keep in perspective what's important in life, which is to love God and love people. You know, God has blessed us with the the um, abilities and the gifts that he's given us. He wants us to steward them well. He wants us to work hard. He want, He doesn't want us to sit on the couch and be a couch potato. But I think that just keeping, keeping in mind what you're on this earth to do. Um. There, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do in a sport that's worth um, sacrificing your relationships for. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that, there's no amount of, and also there's, there's no amount of winning or success that you can ever get to fulfill you. There's, it's, it's always going to be, you know, you won this tournament, but you want to win the next one, and you want to win the next one, and you want to win the next one, and it's that's a very normal thing to, you know, want and desire, but just to keep, keep in perspective, like, why am I on this earth? Why, why am I on this earth? And don't don't let your eyes shift from that. That's that's what I would say, which is very, very, very hard thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Mary Morgan, here on the sweet spot, I, I can't thank you enough for just, like I said, everything that you shared during this interview, during this conversation, just for carving out the time in your busy schedule to sit down and, you know, visit me on the sweet spot. Well, Corey, just I would like to say, too, um, I don't remember the exact first time I met Corey, yeah. but the, I do remember the second time I met Corey. Yeah. He remembered my name <laughs> and he even remembered my birthday. Yeah. And I do think it's a gift that you've been given, like just to be able to love people so well and to be able to put those relationships first. And like, just, you can tell how much you care. Like just by saying hello, you know, you make people's day brighter. And I'm, I'm so grateful to know you. I know that everybody who does know you is grateful to know you. So thank you for who you are. And thank you for this awesome podcast too. It's great. Yeah. I can't, I can't thank you enough for the kind words. Um, I mean, they, they mean so much to me and they, they always do, whether it's from you or whoever it may be, you know, like I, I remember my mom pointing out, you know, being able to see things and remember things as a gift and people constantly tell me it's a gift. So I, I know it's all from God and I just give him all the honor and the praise and the glory. And, uh, you know, I take it, I take it to heart. I really do. As you mentioned to, to remember people's names and about their kids and important dates, you know, I really do. Uh, and you know, like I said, meeting you, I remember when it's been about three and a half, four years when we first met, and you told me that you were a wakeboarder, and I was like, man, at some point, I'd love to sit down with Mary Morgan. Here we are, three years later, guys. Here we are. <laughs> and this is before the sweet spot. This is before any idea, oh, wow. desire to want to do a podcast, you know? So it's amazing. I promise you, I, I, I would keep a list of, like, local student-athletes that I would want to sit down and talk to eventually. And so it's amazing to see how God has just, just step-by-step, you know, right. here we are now, as you mentioned, actually making this – this dream of reality, you know, this opportunity has come into fruition. So uh, it's definitely a blessing to see. It is. And I trust that it's on God's timing. So I'm so, I'm just so grateful for both of us. And I appreciate you listening to that call when he told you to start this because it's really cool. 
You've been listening to Mary Morgan Howell, professional wakeboarder who's earned countless awards and competed all over the world in places such as Mexico, Australia, Canada, Peru, Portugal, and Japan. We're super excited to see what God has planned for her in her future as she continues her career while attending Rollins College. Until next time, always remember there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.